Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the How to Sleep podcast. This episode is for you if you have a sleep issue but you're just putting up with it and hoping it'll go away. You'll learn why trying to tolerate your sleep issue is never a good idea and how to start changing that today. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you've worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. So this week I wanted to talk directly to those of you who have a sleep issue but wouldn't call yourself an insomniac and I totally get this because this was me when I had a sleep problems. I think in my mind there was a difference between insomnia which I associated with like a complete inability to sleep like on any given night and and my issue which was limited to just a few nights a week or perhaps I might have good spells and bad spells. And this difference I was making in my mind was so damaging and I realised because it was giving me a seemingly rational excuse to just tolerate my sleep issue rather than actually address it. But I also later realised that that wasn't actually my fault. This is what society had trained me to believe, trained me to downplay it and that's why it was particularly damaging to my health. And I wanted to talk about that this week because As we come out of lockdown in the UK, my children are starting to go back to school and I was standing in a queue outside the school gate waiting for them to have their like COVID temperature check and I overheard an exchange between two parents behind me and it went something like this. They they were chatting and then one of the parents yawned like midway through the conversation and kind of looked like rubbed her eyes and and then because she'd done that, she realised that might seem a bit rude So she immediately apologised and explained she hadn't slept well the night before and there was a lot going on at the moment in her family life and that was causing disruption and stress and that was impacting her sleep. And then the other parent kind of half laughed and said, oh, you know, don't worry, I know the feeling and it's it's totally normal to expect it. And she explained, oh, I know what you mean and life was up in the air as well and she was tired too and all of that. And and again, it, it strikes me every time I hear this type of conversation now that a few years ago, um, that would have been me. I would have totally had that type of conversation. But you see, the thing is, look at how we're normalising sleep loss with this kind of casual, well-meant conversation. That is our normal way of responding to someone who hasn't slept well. And like I say, I know it's well-meant, but it's so not helpful. And to sort of demonstrate this, if you imagine, imagine that same conversation, but instead of sleep, the first person had have said, they're starving because they haven't eaten properly in months. Picture that, someone says to you, I am weak with hunger because I haven't eaten properly in months. Now immediately, you get a completely different feeling inside, a much greater level of concern. And I'm pretty sure that the answer to that from the second person would have been completely different. It would have been asking immediate questions about why haven't you eaten? What else is wrong? What can I do to help? 
I'd predict that there's there's very little chance that the second person would have responded to that by saying, oh dear, never mind, it's to be expected when life gets hectic, me too. But lack of sleep has been attributed now by science to causing health issues that can be as serious as those that could be triggered by a long time of not eating properly. Yet we still tend to view these two things completely differently in day-to-day life and in day-to-day conversation. We don't view sleep as important as eating well. And so when someone tells us they're struggling with sleep, we don't respond in the same way. And when we recognise it in ourselves that we haven't slept enough, even if we consciously know we should be sleeping more and finding a solution if we can't sleep, at the same time, we have all sorts of outside societal encounters and influences and these support our inner stories and our inner subconscious that we should probably just put up with it or maybe pretend it's okay or maybe wait until it gets really bad you know like those insomniacs or those people that never sleep yeah you know that's that's when it's time to get help but i just want to say no that's so backwards it's time to get help now when you're not calling yourself an insomniac when you're when you don't feel like your sleep issue has been ingrained for years and when you haven't habit formed and retrained and reinforced over time to your mind not to sleep at all. So the time is now to properly act urgently to make sure it doesn't get worse and you don't get all those associated health problems. So I hope that you can see with this analogy that the way we discuss with each other our sleep problems tends to reinforce our subconscious beliefs that downplay in our own mind how serious a problem lack of sleep is how urgent or not urgent it is to act upon it and then this in itself perpetuates the problem. Most people who have a sleep issue and certainly the people that I work with don't tend to act quickly enough to nip the problem in the bud early. They tolerate it like I did often for years, accept it as a way of life or as a natural consequence of being a parent or being a working parent or running a business. So Your takeaway action for this week is to start to recognise when you're tolerating your sleep issue. And I know you might be thinking, I'm not tolerating it, I want to fix it, and no one wants to fix it, and that's why I'm listening to the podcast in the first place. But I want you to truly recognise that you probably are tolerating it at other points in your day-to-day life when you're not listening to the podcast. So I gave you one example earlier, and that's, you know, how often do you tolerate it when you talk about it with someone in a way which accepts it or downplays it or attributes it to something which is normal or to be expected because of the life that you've chosen to lead, i.e. a fun life (laughs) that's interesting and full. Or here's another example. When When you visit a member of your family and they say to you, oh, you look tired, or perhaps they say, oh, you look down or you look exhausted, and think about how you respond to that. Do you laugh it off? Do you say, yeah, I know I've been a bit busy lately and I'm sleeping? Do you change the subject? These are all forms of tolerance because you don't fully articulate how much of an impact it's having and you don't reach out for help. So if if this week, if someone makes a comment like that to you, answer fully, you know, I have trouble sleeping. Tell them how it's affecting you. Tell them you're seeking a solution. Tell them if you need help. Tell them if you need someone to talk to about it. You know, whatever you need to do this week to acknowledge the problem, to make sure that others know it's a serious issue, that it's having an effect on your life and you're not going to tolerate it anymore and you want some help. Here's another example as well. When you know you should reach out for some professional help, but you tell yourself, you know, not now, not today, you don't have time to look someone up, that there's something more important to be doing. 
Okay, so I hope that helped those of you who are not calling yourself an insomniac because in your mind your sleep issue is not big enough or not serious enough to call yourself that and I get it but please don't use the absence of that label as a way of tolerating your sleep issue or trying to pretend that it's not serious enough or hope it will go away on its own because you deserve to sleep well and so you deserve to be able to speak out and get the help that you need now. So at this point in the podcast, I wanted to thank you again for listening and ask you what episodes of the podcast have really resonated with you? You know, what actions that we've talked about have you been working on? Are there other things that's triggered from listening to this that you've been working on? And do you have any questions on sleep that you want answering? So I'm going to put my email address in the show notes of this episode so that you can send me a message and let me know. Take care and have a good week. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.